Welcome back to the Pastors Podcast, the first podcast of 2023. That's right. And I am joined here by Lori Miller and Nancy John. Hey, guys. Hello. So uh, excited to have you guys kind of kick off the year with us. And the topic, drum roll, of, of our conversation. So we're, we're going to be talking a little bit about... Um, uh, Claris Health, and we do so each time this time of year. Um, it's a bit of a kind of tradition in the church at large, but it's also just a great opportunity for us, an excuse for us to uh, get to highlight the work that the Lord's doing there. But before we do that, before we jump in, uh, could you guys just introduce yourself? So Nancy, you've been on the podcast before. I know, you know, you're yes. you're a little bit known, but I'm a pro now. You're a pro. That's yes. right. Oh, <laughs> uh, a veteran, a podcast veteran, <laughs> um, and you've been on staff here since July. Yes, is that right? Yes. Um, as and been involved in our counseling ministry for years and years and years. But before that, can you yes. share a little bit about what you were doing before that? Before that, I was working at Claris. I was working for seven years, and August would have been my eighth year. Okay. Uh, which is kind of interesting that Lori came on in August, so it was mm. a passing of the mantle, definitely. Uh, at Claris, I was patient care manager where I was just overseeing different women in different stages of their pregnancy, uh, pretty much at the beginning, but in different areas of decision-making, whether they were a little terrified or un undecided or really excited about uh, going forward with their pregnancy and just walking them through that mm. and helping them unravel the different complications that were going on in their life at that time, minimizing the crisis feeling that they were experiencing and uh, giving them medical care, passing them off to the many variety of programs that Claris offers them. Uh, awesome. It's a, it's a very wonderful, very transforming, uh, very emotional place to live, but also very celebratory as you see people um, transforming them from fear into actually carrying their their pregnancy to term uh, and feeling supported mm. uh, through Cornerstone partnering with our with the parenting program that's here on the campus. Mm -hmm. uh, there it was such a privilege to have so many resources at our fingertips to be able to come alongside these women instead of just saying, you should. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, so, okay. So I want to get into all that. You touched on a bunch of things, I know. a bunch of things we we're going to jump into. But before, before we do, I want, uh, Lori, th this is your first podcast. This is your first this pastor's podcast. Very, I'm like, yeah, very this is first podcast. This is wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. So how, how long have you been here at Cornerstone now? My goodness, four and a half years. Four and a half it'll years. It'll be five years. Oh gosh, it'll be five years in February. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I know. Awesome. Oh, it's been amazing. That's so super exciting. And you are um, currently on staff with Claris. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. What's What's your role there? I'm the patient services director, so I oversee all three clinics: okay. uh, the Mobile Clinic, the Linwood Clinic, and the West LA Clinic. In addition to also being the manager of the West LA clinic. So um, I do a lot like similar to what Nancy was talking about. Uh, I work, do counseling with the women who come through um, in different stages of their pregnancy and mm -hmm. helping guide them and hold space for them and help them process through uh, their decision-making and where what they want to do and, 
and also guiding them on the resources that Claris provides as well. Yeah. Uh, and then I I do the overseeing of the clinic. So I want, I'm there to make sure that all the clinics are running smoothly and that uh, patient care is going well across the board. Mm -hmm. um, and I have two women that I supervise mm -hmm. that are the managers at the mobile clinic and the uh, Linwood clinic, clinic that um, they come to me. So I have mm. their... It's pretty cool. I get I, it's a new leadership role for me, mm. coming from where I came from before um, working at uh, the children's hospital. It I was primarily focused on patient care, mm. and that was my main focus. And now I'm getting the Lord is really using me in ways mm. that I working muscles that I didn't even know I had or were there lying dormant. And he and God's just like, nope, we're just gonna grow you. So that's so cool in, in new ways. Yeah. Oh, so exciting. Okay. So I, I actually want to talk a little bit more about that. Like I okay. mentioned, I want to talk a yeah. bit about that journey <laughs> and see like the Lord's hand in all of this, but uh, we've kind of just provided a bit of an introduction to where you're, have you both been involved? I, we got to take a step back though, because some people maybe here like they've heard a bunch of things and are trying to grasp and figure out what Claris is, even as they're, as they're listening. Um, Claris is a longtime partner of ours in the city of LA as, as a church. Um, personally, I know you, you've all been involved. I was on the board for years. Um, and so I know we've all been really involved with it, but maybe we can share a little bit about what the the mission of Claris is. I think some of the things that you've said and even mentioned, people are like, oh, I know what Claris is. It must be one of those pregnancy clinics, one of those pregnancy centers. Like what what is the mission of Claris and how is it kind of unique in the pregnancy space? I would say that it's unique in the variety of ways they come alongside a woman who's pregnant. They can offer the initial pregnancy confirmation. They can offer the nine-month care if they qualify. Mm -hmm. They offer a whole entire parenting program mm -hmm. besides that that can support them in a lot of different ways for the first five years mm -hmm. of the child's life. So it's not a program that just takes care of them mentally, I mean medically, but also mentally and emotionally, mm. um, which makes them very unique. They offer additional uh, women's health besides mm -hmm. just the pregnancy so that they are a place where they can come for a myriad of things, as, and as well as counseling, which was my love, um, just being able to counsel and have someone listen to their story is huge uh, mm -hmm. because women don't get to go to a medical doctor and sit and tell them mm -hmm. their story, which is a huge mm -hmm. part of their healing, which yeah. is a huge part of their physical health. Mm -hmm. So, okay, that's, that's super helpful. That's a great glimpse into what makes Claris unique. Lori, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. What What's the elevator pitch answer? Like if somebody just asks you, oh, where you work at Claris, what's Claris? Oh, my like goodness. What's your like <laughs> quick answer? Well, Claris means clarity. Okay. So uh, we are there to walk alongside and equip with, uh, individuals through before, during, and after their pregnancy and sexual health mm. choices. Um, so... I'm there to guide and support women who are going through unplanned pregnancies mm -hmm. um, in various stages of the pregnancy um, and helping them process and, and helping them get clarity as to what they want to do with the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. 
and ultimately um, letting them know the support that is provided by by the agency. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of them come in and don't think don't know that all the resources that Claris provides. Mm-hmm. And and I've, I hear so many women come through going, "This is the most unique place I've ever come to." Mm-hmm. So powerful. I mean, that's I mean that's what stands out to me, and what I just love about Claris so much is that it it's entering into this space where in our world and our culture, there's a ton of confusion, right? The pregnancy space and even just the idea of, um, so starting with the conviction that uh, every life, even in utero, is important and valued to God, um, while coupling it with the conviction that every life, which means including a father, which means including the mother, who's carrying that child are uniquely valuable and important to God. How do we care for people in that space, particularly in a way where the topics around pregnancy are oftentimes wielded in um, culture wars um, and both children and mothers become, you know, weapons in that war as opposed to image bearers to care for, to, to meet and to, um, walk through some of the most difficult, um, moments and decisions of, of their lives. And so what I love about Claris is both it, it engages that, but then also provides, and I think what you both hit on that holistic care, mm-hmm. right? Holistic care that this isn't, we are, uh, passionately concerned with the choices people make with their pregnancies, with, um, the, uh, with the implications of that, we're also not singularly concerned because nothing ever exists in a vacuum, right? We care about the whole person, the whole life, the whole, um, and, and so in that sense, um, yeah. I think too, you hit upon something that is also unique to them is that it's not just about the woman, mm-hmm. you know, Clarice's care is not just reaching out, they're reaching out to the whole family. Mm. So the whole family becomes part of their care, mm-hmm. part of the umbrella that is um, open to receive any kind of care or counseling. The men can come in for counseling. The fathers, the mm-hmm. uh, husbands uh, are all part of the process of care mm-hmm. uh, for yeah. the family. So, and I, and I love, I mean, what, what you said too, I think that that's exactly it. And what you said, Lori, was that, that it cares for men and women before, during, and after their pregnancy and sexual health choices. Mm-hmm. And so um, regardless of what those choices are, right, there's support if someone, and, you know, uh, obviously Claris does not, maybe not obviously, but Claris does not um, uh, perform or refer for abortions. But if that's something someone chooses, that doesn't end the support, doesn't end the care. Because as we know, every human is going to desperately need care mm-hmm. after that yep. choice and especially um, a lifeline to the redemptive promises of right. God. Absolutely. I mean, there's, uh, regardless of what the choice the woman makes mm-hmm. in terms of um, the baby, mm-hmm. there is support. And I let women know, the women who come through, uh, who are really very much about termination. Mm-hmm that we are always there for them and that mm-hmm. we are still 
we are still there to support them. Mm. Um, if they want to come back for counseling or if, uh, we have a post-abortion support program that mm-hmm. uh, women can come to mm-hmm. um, because I, I do get calls um, from the women who have decided to terminate saying this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be. But the fact that they feel safe enough to call back mm-hmm. to Claris is just a testament to how Claris holds space in a way where the woman doesn't feel like she's like it's not punitive or there's not a judgment mm-hmm. you know there's there's this yes we believe in the sanctity of life absolutely mm-hmm. and it's it's there's a lot of gray you know that i realize like there's so much gray i'm not in those that woman's shoes and mm-hmm. just the fact that she knows that she can come back mm-hmm. and feel safe enough to come back is mm-hmm. it just it's one of the most beautiful things i think about Clarice. Mm-hmm. I've just because a lot of, you can go to a lot of other places and they do the term you know they terminate and that's it and then yeah. they send them home and Claris is no we are still here for you yeah because we know that it's a it's going to be yeah there's going to be some a lot of feelings and stuff that are probably going to come up and one of the things that I really appreciate actually about what you what you said it it reminds me I think what's unique about <clears throat> Claris's approach and presence in this space and in our city is that sometimes we recognize that there's more gray than we thought, right? And things are more gray. But even when they're not gray, when things are black and white, there, there is grace, right? So maybe, maybe it's an appreciation that things are more complicated than, than even dynamics are more complicated. But even when uh, we are talking about, in a sense, like truth and life and things like that, where um, difficult decisions, well, like in all of our lives, mm-hmm. right? Where decisions um, for ourselves instead of God are made, they can be met with the offer of grace and um, and the, the hope of redemption. And which, which ultimately is also, I think, fascinating, both cares for people after and in the cycle of things is also preventative mm-hmm. for yeah. the ways in which cycles can get perpetuated. Exactly. Throughout, throughout life and throughout generations. So, okay. So uh, we, we, we could talk about all, all those and the, those dynamics and we, we could, but I, I want to, um, and I want to come back to what excites you most about Clarice, but before we do, um, I want to hear a little bit, I want to weave into this a little bit of your stories and how the Lord brought you to serve at Clarice and, and just a testimony of his goodness and um, yeah, and kindness over the last few years. Actually, Nancy, can we start with you? And just, uh, I mean, how do you sum up eight years of this? But like, how did you see the Lord working in both your time with Clarice and your continued involvement and connection to them now? Hmm. I think... One of the first things is kind of Lori touched on it is that the media and the culture of our community speaks to abortion of like it's the second it's another uh, another another way of prevention mm. you know just kind of very cavalier mm. and I didn't know much about exactly the trials and I didn't of 
women in pregnancy. Mm. I, I wasn't exposed to that until I started working with Claire's. Mm. And so to see women who are even adamant about coming in for an abortion, just the fact that we would sit and talk with them for a few minutes, you, the guard would come down and you could see it was still a really difficult decision. And that was impacting to me thinking there, you know, there, we were going to be faced with all of these people who just wanted to snap their fingers and get the termination and get the confirmation that they were pregnant and, and go get whatever procedure. But it's just the opposite. They are, they're dying mm-hmm. to have someone listen to them, to mm-hmm. someone to feel and understand the situation they're in. And it becomes very complicated mm-hmm. very quickly, even with those who are adamant. And for those, it, to be able to just look them in the eye and just love them and say, okay, I'm, let's get you going with medical, but we are always here for you. If you need to talk about this afterwards, we are here for you. Mm. And like you said, that grace um, and seeing God's grace, even though they may not know that I'm a Christian, mm. they may not know that I'm praying for them as I'm listening to their story that God is working in them. They don't understand that, but we understand that God is working in them even at that moment that they're unaware. Mm. And that was such a, a huge tie to me in that these women that were having these difficult stories, I could see God transform their heart in the midst of just being there to listen to their story, mm. just being there to uh, let them know there is support if you want to go forward, there are these things in place that we can care for you. Uh, that has tied me to them in such a way because it's this constant cycle of seeing God work. Mm. It is a, He's got his hand in it. Uh, th- I know he finds favor, even though we don't come down on them and say, you, you know, we don't give them all the horror stories of what termination. We don't give them all the whys they shouldn't. We don't give them a sanctity of life sermon, but we just continue to love them and speak truth to them as much as possible, speak love and support to them as much as possible. And that goes a really long way to turning them. But again, like you said, at the end of the day, if they go through with it, a lot of times they do come back Mm. and it breaks that cycle Mm. because they remember there's this place that maybe I don't have to do this termination again. So how, um, so the Lord brought you to Claris and, and to this work, kind of seeing and, and really showing it to you in some different ways. How, how, how did you see the redemption of, let me ask you, but how did you see the redemption of the gospel in like that? Is it, is it, is there opportunities for it in the like, post-abortion care? Is it in the, the connection with the local church? Like where, how does that, yeah. How does that fit into a, in a sense, community organization like Claris that's not, doesn't have an explicit evangelistic mission? I would say it's probably primarily through the abortion support Mm. of those women that have actually gone through it, through Mm. it. Um, and the community at large, the like cornerstone churches that women have gotten involved in since they've had an abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, but just being able to come through that support, 
that program actually is a very biblical-based mm-hmm. support. And everybody who comes into it, whether they're Christian or have a different faith, understand that this is a biblical support system that they're coming into. And it completely teaches the redemption at the cross. It mm. teaches the gospel. It teaches God's love and forgiveness because that you have women coming in. There was one group I did, I facilitated, where we had a woman who had uh, had her abortion 30 years before and had never really gotten over it, had never really forgiven herself. She had a family. She had um, she was married, had a great family. She loved the Lord, but this was always in her heart. The only person who knew about it was her husband. Nobody else in her life knew about it. So these women are coming, and rarely have they told anybody else. So for however long they have carried this sin mm. in their heart, and when people say, oh, you're, you know, God is using you and God loves you, they, in their mind they say, yes, but you don't know. Mm. Mm. And so yeah. when they come through and they hear the story of everyone else in this group and they walk through uh, the gospel mm. and they finally receive and release the sin. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's mm. so cool. And I, I think it's, it's so powerful directly in that way. And it's so powerful in the connections. I, I see in the connections because then on the, on the other side, like parenting support is deeply connected into the life of the church and Volunteers and individuals that get connected. Uh, Jose's just starting up a Bible study, right? right? With 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 the parents, uh, yeah, with, with some, some parents in right. Spanish. Yes, yeah. Right? There's, I mean, there's so many different connections. That, yes. And what I love about that is, I think sometimes nonprofits or parachurch organizations um, can try to duplicate the work of the church. And Clarice has a clarity, I don't know, pun intended, but of, of, of mission and like, no, this is why we're here and we serve this purpose for women in this situation. And that provides an open door, right, to mm-hmm. the gospel, an open door to the life of the church. But we're not like duplicating, mm-hmm. right? There's a, and there's a, I don't know, there's a power, there's, there's, there's more there. We could, we could talk about that even on a theoretical level, but uh, that's just so powerful and so beautiful. Um, Okay, so Lori, I want to hear a little bit about your story because you got involved with Claris just in the last year um, and you were a nurse before that. Social right? worker. Social worker. I'm sorry. That's okay. I knew that. That's all right. It's all right. You were at Children's Hospital. I was at Children's, children's Hospital, hospital mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I'd love to hear how the Lord brought you to this and, and what, how you've seen him working in bringing you to this, this new role and what that's meant for yeah your life and heart. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah. God really moved mm. in this, in this whole, in this whole process. I, um, I had been at children's for almost eight years mm-hmm. and I was starting to feel, you know, just a little bit emotionally depleted and and tired. And I had been I had been talking to God a lot about, you know, whether I was going to stay, you know, op- open a door. If if you want me to stay at Children's, please, please show me. If you don't, then show me. You know, I was really asking God because I working at a hospital during the pandemic was it just brought up. There was a lot of fatigue. I was having a lot of. I was just tired. I was mm-hmm. tired, and I was feeling this call to perhaps do something different. Mm. And 
I was hanging out with a friend, a friend at Cornerstone one day, and we were talking, and she, I was telling her a little bit about how I was feeling, and, and just, she said, I, oh my gosh, like, I don't know why I didn't think about this, but Clarice is looking for a social worker, mm. someone who has a, a, a BA or a master's in social work, and you, and she was telling me all these things, and she goes, you fit all of the qualifications, and I just... I was like, wow, okay. So I, so I, I thought, all right, Lord, I, I just kept, I heard like, just walk through the door, see what, see what's there, see what's on the other side of this. So I ended up doing, applying, and then I got a call Mm -hmm. and I did a phone interview. And then the next thing I know, they're asking me to come in to do in-person interview. And then the next thing I know, I'm meeting with the CEO and the vice president and the way that it unfolded, the door just kept opening. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things, and I would, I would. It was funny because I was, I would talk to friends and even Nancy too about like, well, is God, you know, because you know the, the doubt comes up and you're still, I still start to question, and is this really? And everybody around me was like, Lori, the way that this has just unfolded and the ways that the doors have just opened and how God has really just, um just provided so much. You've been asking for about this for, for two years. You've been, you've been praying about this. And so I, I found myself saying yes. And, um, and I, and I didn't know as much about Claris when I, when I first got involved, I knew, I knew some, I knew through Nancy, some of, uh, what they did, but I, I loved the, I was really excited about the counseling piece. And I, it was such a new opportunity for me to get to know a whole new population of, and, and for God to help me be of service to this whole other area that I, and I still realize that I'm still working with children. Hmm. Even I'm working with this, this baby that's inside, you know, I'm advocating for the child and for the woman and for the father. I'm advocating for all of them, but I'm just, I'm just advocating in a different way. You know, it's, it's, um, cause I was working with children and families at children's and, and God just brought me to this and it's, it's been such a gift to, there's been a lot of a learning curve over the last five months. Um, but God has really been working muscles and growing me in ways that I, I just, I think, you know how you feel like, I would, there were often times I was saying, God, I'm not equipped. I'm not equipped to do this. And, and I just kept hearing, I'm going to equip you. I'm, you are like, I'm equipping you day by day. I'm going mm-hmm. to show you how to do this. Just mm-hmm. keep showing up because I would, I was scared. I, I, you know, it was a new role. And, um, I went going from this job that I had been at, you know, that I knew about, mm-hmm. I knew this job, I knew what to do to this sort of uncharted chartered place, but it was so beautiful how God has really been working. And um, I've really gotten to see, I love the counseling piece too, that my heart is so mm. working with, with people. I, I just, my heart is so open to, to that. And I love sitting in a room with someone and just holding that space and seeing the light bulb go off mm. or seeing them start in a place of confusion or fear or and then like you said Nancy the guard starts to come down and they start to open up and I am a guest in their life they have invited me into their mm. life and I really take that 
seriously. Like you have just invited me into your life. And I thank them at the end of the sessions. I say, thank you for talking to me. You don't know me from the next person, but I really appreciate you opening up. Mm. And I, it's such an honor and privilege to be able to be welcomed into the, the lives of these women and, mm. and to also um, stand in a room and, and see an ultrasound and see the heartbeat of a baby and just watch these women who might be conflicted, might not, but mm. just this this space open up in their in them of like that's my baby you know mm. and see this this yeah so it's been it's been pretty pretty cool mm. and i've really been feeling the lord grow me and in really new ways that i just i never thought i would be here mm. yeah that's so cool it's <laughs> so cool so cool and she's doing great uh, she's doing great <laughs> thank you <laughs> um, okay so that's super exciting. So, I mean, just incredible, so encouraging to hear. And I, I actually, I wanted to share from the other side of it, just what an incredible answer to prayer you are. I mean, I feel like we've talked about this a little bit, but you know, I don't know, maybe not quite a year ago, but a year ago, Nancy, we were talking about, so Nancy was in the role, similar role at Claris and the roles changed a little bit, but in a similar spot and um, feeling the Lord calling to serve the church is as our counseling director and do that more full time. And the thing that, I mean, the hesitation, the thing that we had the hardest time with was our love for Claris and for the work of Claris. I mean, like I, like I honestly, I, I felt bad taking Nancy from them. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I, I can't, uh, it just was, um, uh, and because there was a fear in, well, yeah, what, what else is going to come next? Like this works so well, like you're just such a servant such a blessing to them. And it did through prayer in that same time came this sense that like the Lord was just like, I've got something in the works. Like, and you can't see it yet and you don't know. And I just, but I want you to, to step in. And so we did and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed that the Lord would both bring exactly the right person and that the exact right person would shape and fit specifically what was needed, like the changes in the role even mm -hmm. would be shaped by the exact right person. And you are such an incredible answer to that prayer. Amen. I mean, right. Amen. Praise God. And it's so funny because you can, I mean, she was in her job for eight years and I was pretty much, August would have been eight years for me at mm. Claris. Mm. And so we almost got at the same time this, this like Holy Spirit discerning like, a change is coming, mm -hmm. you know, and start praying for it yeah. almost at the same time. And then just switched over you, mm. and you stepped right in. And it is a really different role uh, as in a lot of different things because it's a nonprofit. There's a lot of things to learn. And she's done amazing stepping mm. into that role. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it is, it's so, so exciting. <clears throat> Sorry. So exciting to see. And um, so cool to see the Lord's hand. Mm -hmm right? Each step of the way and for what he has um, in store for the organization, but also just in store for our lives as we, I mean, what, what these organizations are for, right? They pr provide platforms and open doors for us to be involved in people's lives, right? Mm -hmm. to a, a context where somebody might invite you mm -hmm. into their life, into some of the most difficult moments of their life so that you can be 
Christ's hands and feet. Like, yeah, yeah what an incredible privilege and, and honor. And what a blessing that um, structures like this kind of in our current, you know, moment, cultural moment, provide mm-hmm. the, the context for, for that, for that interpersonal um, care. Right. That, yeah. Yeah, that and to. one of the neat things is I think in January there's the Sanctity of Life mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Claris goes out to so many different churches, different staff members go out, and yeah. they just speak um, just a, a mission statement of what they do mm-hmm. and how important the church is yeah. as a support in a community because one of the things we try and do as another avenue of support is to direct these women into local churches where mm-hmm. they are because a lot of them have faith in their background. And although we're not, we don't preach to them, but we can ask them if they have any faith in their background. And if yeah. they do, we can support and encourage them to get back to a local church where they're also going to find tens of support. Mm-hmm. But on, on just the com- the communications we have with different churches and support we have diff- through different churches has also equipped churches in our community to have a totally different view of women who have struggled through abortion or are in these brand new pregnancies and needing extra support uh, that are single or without family and many churches just coming alongside these women yeah. in their local areas. So the Clarice has had this like ripple effect into the churches of a community yeah. that's been huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is so, uh, it's just so exciting. So Lori, you're going to be sharing on Sunday, right? Uh, the 29th. The tw- oh, the 29th. Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Two weeks. Um, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but it, this is a kind of a longer version to give people like something yes. to, to hear a little bit more about the heart behind it. And this is, this is what I love. I mean, you're exactly right. This, it's this connection between organization like Claris and the local church that is so powerful. And it's why it means so much to me that our church members are involved on the board as volunteers, as supporters, and on staff. Um, it's such a, a privilege and incredible to see that connection, whether it's you and your role, whether it's Nikki running the, Nikki Woolsey running the uh, parenting support, and which has been just an incredible blessing and connection point yes. where Again, because like you said, the uh, there's no one organization that can be the support system that people need for all the different struggles and aspects in life. But God has created the local church to to be the community, mm-hmm. to be the family, to be um, yeah, to be that. And so, uh, connection points in are so so powerful, so important. Um, so actually, connected to that, I would love for you to share if if people wanted to be more involved, right. Whether it's as a financial supporter or even I'm just thinking like interpersonally, like if they, if, if they wanted to utilize this structure to be involved in the lives of men and women, um, through their sexual health choices, um, what are some different ways people could be involved? Uh, well, they can definitely, there's, there's definitely volunteer opportunities. Uh, there's, also financial opportunities. I mean, we do recently did for the holidays adopt a family, which yeah, yeah. was amazing. And I wanted to adopt a family and they were already adopted before Christmas. Or oh, not okay. before Christmas, before Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was the first time in I think all the history of 
them doing the adoptive family that it's been done before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Like all the families had been provided for. It's incredible. And I, I was like, Lord, I wanted to adopt a family, but <laughs> you know what? I, God provided, God was faithful. And so, uh, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely opportunities. I mean, so to, to talk about, let's talk a little bit about, and I'm happy to brainstorm sure. with you, but like the, some, just some of the volunteer opportunities, right? Like, so, on the prevention side, there's reality check, mm-hmm. right? Which is does sexual health education mm-hmm. in high schools, middle schools, um, pretty much the pretty much that. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. 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 maybe sixth grade on maybe okay. a little bit. But um, and so there's opportunities to teach and to help out with that, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. If if that's even something of your good up in front of people <laughs> and like they have an incredible um, curriculum that yeah. Yeah. we get equipped with. But if, if that's like a, a hard a way that you want to help um, just convey to students the reality of their, their sexual health, health mm-hmm. choices and what that means, you know, how, how, especially for in Christian settings for how God and God's design for sexuality shapes that there's an opportunity, there's opportunities there. There's opportunities. I, I feel like the opportunities in the clinic are more limited, but maybe there are. There, yeah, a lot of it is is more admin. I mean, if people want to come and help out with admin things, yeah, um, totally. We definitely there's lots to do. Mm-hmm. Um, front desk stuff, mm-hmm. um, uh, doing stuff. Do we have a lot of donor reports that need to be done? You know, things that that sometimes. If I'm doing patient advocacy, it's always really helpful to have a, an extra set of hands. For sure. Um, we also get a lot of the local churches uh, or people will want to donate their old, their um, limitedly used things, or they go and buy and donate mm-hmm. baby stuff and baby supplies and clothes. And and some people just that's how they want to get involved. Yeah. They they want to be able to bring or they'll donate their child's car seat and, and, and it's, it's pretty amazing. Right. Yeah. yeah. You, the, sorry. I'm sorry. Do, do you ever use volunteers as client advocates anymore? Or is those, those primarily staff positions? Well, we do. I mean, it's, it's open. It's open. Pretty, it's yeah, open. That's a pretty it's specialized. Not, right. They would need to be trained. Totally. That's a pretty specialized, but I mean, there's an opportunity. There's an there. opportunity for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. If you want to do patient advocacy. Mm-hmm. And work in the counseling section, you know, that sector mm-hmm. of working with the women. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's, there's definitely opportunities for mm-hmm. that. We welcome that. Yeah. And then, and then on the parenting support mm-hmm. side, there's all sorts of opportunities Yeah, too. definitely. They, they have classes all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, people with like special skills like finances and budgeting or parenting or mm-hmm nutrition or holistic medicine or, you know, how to use herbs and essential oils or, I mean, anything that mm-hmm. would just be um, fun for the women and mm-hmm. or instructive for the women to hear. Mm-hmm. They're always looking for people to do, come in and do special classes. Cool, cool, cool. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just so, so exciting. And I think one of the things that I would encourage, even if you're listening to think about is you consider whether it's opportunities like this with Claris or other places, but I think there's a way in which we can kind of settle into like a, a weird like volunteerism, right? We're like, okay, yeah, I'll help out. Like somebody needs help, I'll help out. But 
I would love to for people to see, and even for our church family to see Claris, not just as like a place where you can help out, but as uh, an opportunity f- to invest in relationships, right? To make personal connections, to be a, a resource. And and maybe that's just, maybe it is it starts with just helping out and some administrative help, but maybe as a part of the administrative help, it's also connecting with the relationships, being a support for whether it's staff or um other people mm-hmm. there and and just engaging in a way that we're um, yeah, investing our lives right. in these spaces. Yeah. Even down to answering the phones, there's, I mean, mm. even just to train someone to take over answering the phones and putting women on the schedule or people on the schedule is huge because the phone's ringing all the time, Yeah, you know, and, and it takes a little bit of training, but it, it and you know, Anybody yeah. can learn it. It's and that's actually a constant need. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Sure. At cool. two different clinics. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Totally. Um, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing both your hearts for Claris and you. just your stories, you. the way that it's it's involved. I'm so excited for what the Lord's doing and excited for um yeah, what lies ahead. So well, thank you for inviting us. Thank yeah. you. This was wonderful. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you and thank you all for listening. We love you and we'll see you on Sunday.